Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded Taurus, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. Welcome back to Spirit Scoop. I'm your host, Michelle Lindsay. I am so excited to share these stories with you guys today. I have three different people that are coming on the podcast to talk about their experiences with Archangel Michael. With the summer being so busy and the schedules of everyone just kind of not lining up, uh, it took me a while to get all the stories together. So thank you for your patience, because I know a lot of you were excited for this episode. And the interesting thing is about these three stories is when I posted it on my Instagram, asking people who would like to come on the podcast, who has a story they would like to share. That was following my episode of my experience with Archangel Michael. I do thank everybody for responding. I wasn't able to get to everybody, but I do have three people that were able to come on. And But the, the common thread there was that... Archangel Michael was something that was coming up for them that week. So when they saw my post, they were like, okay, this is my sign to share my story. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hello. Hi. Give me one second here. How are you? Can you hear the crazy noise in the background? (laughs) Um, No, not at this very second. They were right outside of my house. I just sent you a voice memo. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> oh, is it construction or something? It looks, I don't know. They're doing some kind of like um, landscaping. Okay. I don't hear anything right now. So I think we're good. But yeah, wherever you want to start, um, feel free to yeah share your experience. Oh, thanks, Michelle, for um, asking me to share. So Gosh, I have probably been working with Michael for about three years, right? Since my mediumship journey began, I was very, I don't know if the word is like fearful of connecting like mediumistically. I had a lot of like uncertainty around it, I guess. And one of the things I found super helpful was calling in Michael and his protection of blue light before I went into any reading. So that was probably when I started working with him about three years ago. And so now for me, anytime that I feel unsafe and I can't like, and I don't know where that is coming from, or if I am like having anxiety, which I feel like might be fear-based, I just thank him for coming in for an offering his protection. So I would say I probably work with him. Like, I don't know if it's daily, but it's, <laughs> it's quite often. Yeah. I also like call him in for everything too. <laughs> it feels like it's <laughs> daily and he's probably like, Oh, again, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, 
Most recently, I think you were, you were like talking about Archangel Michael and I was away on a writing retreat and I was like feeling super anxious and had a lot of like fear coming up and I didn't know where it was coming from. Right. I just, I think it was, well, I actually know now as I was like processing emotions through some of my writing that I was doing, which is more memoir based, all of those like emotions and feelings from like probably 10 years ago were like coming through my body and living in my body. And like one of the first things I did was just like lie there and, and call Michael in for his like protective blue light and thank him for like assisting me through the emotions and the feelings. And it almost immediately makes me feel relief. And I will also call him in for like, like for my dogs, if I'm feeling like worried about them for some reason, when they're going out with the dog walker or doing going about their day, if I'm not there, I will also call it him in to protect them as well. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> and like, even sometimes at my, my, my house, I'm like, can you protect my house? Cause I'm always worried that like, le- I left a straightener on or like something. Um, but yeah, I, that's so, that's so funny. I do that too. <laughs> I've never called him in for a hair straightener, but that is a really great idea. <laughs> Like anything that could go wrong in my house, just please protect it. <laughs> do you, do when you see him, like, or when you sense him, do you, is it more of a feeling or do you get, like, do you see his colors at all? So I probably work more in the color realm. So I feel him, I can feel, I can sense the light or see, visually see the light, but it's more of a clairsentience experience for me. So it's just like this feeling of this vibration that comes in that is, different than any other energy that that touches my energetic field, right? Like, so it's different than past loved ones. It's different than spirit guides. It like has a, I don't know if you would explain it this way too. It like has a different vibration and it often makes me feel super emotional, like in a relieved way. Totally. Yeah. It almost feels like, I feel like for myself, it's almost like I'm being hugged and supported yeah. and just like nurtured and it just feels so safe. Yeah. I can remember too, you know, like when first getting into, you know, I feel like my journey with things that are metaphysical has been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my twenties, I can remember a friend telling me, oh, if you ever feel anxious or unsafe, like you can call Archangel Michael in, all you have to remember is to like, thank them for coming. Right. And so, I mean, that was probably, well, over 20 years ago. Right. And I was like, what a cool concept to just be able to like thank them for providing their their guidance or their protection just by placing that thought to them or saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. It's all about like your intention on who do you, who are you trying to connect with? Yeah. I love that. Did you find that? Did you connect with him? Because how long was your your little retreat for like five nights? I was gone for five nights. It was mostly like. I think the one night that I was really struggling with like anxiety and kind of like fear that was coming up. And, you know, I think one of the things of like working through this work or that it's like questioning. So I was like, where is this coming from? Like, do I feel unsafe here because I'm like in the cabin by myself? Do I feel unsafe about like some type of situation? So I was like questioning everything. Finally, I was like, I just got to call in Michael. because <laughs> it, it just felt like it was something I needed help with and needed assistance with. And then by the morning I had been able to like process quite a bit of the emotion. And I just felt so supported by the angelic realm, but also the spirit world as well. Like I had 
that night after calling in Michael, when I woke up the next morning, I had two hummingbirds sitting on an arbutus tree, kind of like watching me through the window. And a hummingbird is always a sign for me that my grandma is near. But so there was two of them. And then across the way of the, so I was in this bay and there was like a rock that was, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred yards away. And from the day that I arrived there, there was an eagle sitting there. And so I would like be doing yoga and the eagle would be watching me. Uh, or I would just like place a thought out and I'd look out and the eagle would, I just felt like he was watching me. And that morning after calling Michael in, there was two eagles sitting there. Yeah. So I had two hummingbirds, two eagles. And I just felt like I was like, okay, I felt very supported, right. In ways that I don't really work in animal communication or like, I don't know if you would call those like animal guides, but I felt them like I felt I could feel their presence. Oh, interesting. I feel like Archangel Michael um, might have like called your animal like spirit helpers in with his energy as like extra help and extra support. Yeah. Yeah. I just got shivers when you said that. So I feel like that's true. That's awesome. I think that's a good, um, that's good and helpful for people to know. It's like, once you start talking to an angel or a loved one, you start to get signs like no tomorrow, right? It's like they get excited that that you're talking to them and they're like, we're going to send her every sign in the book. Like she's not going to go about thinking that she's alone or she's not supported. They're just going to start sending you signs everywhere, which is like validation. You're like, okay, they are listening and I'm not alone. And- yeah. And that was, you know, and also, you know, I think in our human minds, we're always questioning things, right? And I didn't see two eagles again the entire trip. And I didn't see hummingbirds. I don't think I've ever seen a hummingbird sit on a tree, let alone like two of them peering in the window, right? But the eagle was like very present on my on my writing retreat. So when I first arrived um, to Sultry Bay, which was sort of the last ferry ride that I took, I saw an eagle flying above as I was getting off the ferry. And then the eagle was with me basically the whole time that I was doing my writing retreat, except for the morning I left. When I was leaving, I went to go outside to thank him. I felt like his energy was male um, to thank him for supporting me. And he wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So because we're talking about like spirit animals also a little bit, like <laughs> on your Zoom, like, I don't know if any, no, a lot of people in the audio won't see this, but like you you have your background blurred. Yeah. So, like, a couple of times, like when you were talking like two to three times, there was like a, a picture of a wolf behind you. It would come yes. in, in focus and yeah. then only see like you and then the wolf and everything else is blurred and it would come in and fo- in and out of focus like a couple of times. That's so interesting. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I guess they want us to be talking about that. Yeah, and the eagle, like the eagle perspective is like one of a higher, because they fly the highest of all the birds, they have like a different perspective. So it's almost like your higher self perspective or like a higher realm perspective that the eagle offers, um, which I wouldn't, I wasn't familiar with before, before June. I guess like I I wouldn't say before that time that I would see like I've always thought that they're majestic and beautiful but I would never have thought of them as a guide for me but it really felt when I was on that trip that that was like one of my guides that was helping and assisting me. Totally. That makes sense. 
But I love what you said about Michael bringing in other support, right? I really, when you said that, I felt like full activation in my body. So, I mean, working with the angelic realm or the angelic energy, whenever, whenever I can feel them come into a reading, it's like, I've mentioned this before, but the vibration is just so high, right? And it almost makes me feel like, like happy tears. Like it brings me to happy tears. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love that. It's definitely a different vibration than connecting with like loved ones and everyone has their own vibration. So um, I do feel angels come through and almost feel it in my heart when they come through. But yeah, it's just overall a safe feeling. Do you have experiences connecting with other archangels? Or do you have like a go-to angel that you that comes in or you call on other than Michael? I don't currently. And it's one of the things that I want to study a little bit more because I can sense their presence, but I don't have enough background information or I haven't done enough like studying to know when to call in different angels. And mm -hmm. so... Like I have Kyle Gray's angel prayers. So often I will use the directory in the back of the book to be like, oh, I want assistance with like this particular situation and I will call them in, but I don't necessarily know who I'm calling in. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I know I've had um, like in a reading last week, I had, is it Raphael come in? Angel Raphael came in. And the whole session that was the reading that came through was around, again, animal communication. And so he was there. I believe he's a he. I'm not sure. Um, he came in to support um, bringing through my dog, Molly, because I've often thought that my other dog is more of my guide or my familiar. Um, but Raphael brought Molly through to communicate with me. And it was just, it was really sweet. It was. Wow. Yeah. And I like, and you've met Molly, right? And you've met both of my dogs. And like, Eddie has this old soul energy vibe just with his eyes. He's mm -hmm. vocal, he talks, right? And Molly's just like, I would describe her as like a hot mess, right? She's just like running around and she's living her best life. But in that reading, it came forward that she is also one of my guides and, or also one of my familiars helping me connect to the spiritual realm, but her communication style is just not as refined as Eddie's is. So where I can, you know, almost feel like when I'm talking to Eddie that, or communicating with him, it's very like transfer of thought. Whereas with Molly, I'm like, she's just more, yeah, it's, just, it's not as refined. Mm, interesting. And do you find that's because she's more like of a newer soul I think so. I like, I, I honestly feel like she's like, I'll joke with my friends. I'm like, it's her first rodeo. Like <laughs> the first time here. She's still learning the roots of everything. Yeah. But it was really interesting that she came forward because I mean, I often think about it, right. Like wondering if she's guiding me. And as I do like my divine feminine work, she is like unapologetic in the things that she does. And she's just, she has a very wild nature. And I joke with my friends that I'm like, oh, I wanted a princess of a dog. And I got like the most doggity dog you could ever imagine. Like, she's just very, like, mm. she's just into everything. And she's just very, yeah, like she's just a, has a wild nature. So I think she's here to kind of help me awaken inside of me, like this, this wild nature that is like, can sometimes 
in our female element, like get buried a little bit, right? It's something that we, when spirit shows it to me, it's almost like we're um, like visually wrapped in like a thread or string that like keeps us very constrained, right? And so I feel like she's here to guide me in like opening up and yeah, just being a little bit more wild and not so conditioned, I guess is the word. That's so interesting because I totally believe that our animals are here for a specific reason to help us in whichever way it is. So that's awesome and like very eye-opening that you could see that she came through with Raphael. Everything starts to make sense, right? Of like why your soul is aligned up in this lifetime and lessons that are to be learned. And I find it goes both ways. Like we learn from our animals and they learn from us, but it's almost like there's always something from each side that needs to be learned or taught. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and how like Archangel Michael came to you and supporting you and still supporting you on your journey. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love to talk about, well, as you can tell, anything that's sort of (laughs) in the spiritual realm. So my pleasure. And I can't wait to listen to the episode and hear other people's stories about Archangel Michael. Me too. I'm excited to launch it. You're the last interview, so I'll be editing this today, and hopefully it's up today, <laughs> later yeah. today. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm just going to welcome Amber to the podcast for our second interview. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story. So I believe you have a story with Archangel Michael. Yes, I do. I Archangel Michael was the main the main guy in my near-death experience. Wow. Okay. He's also my main guy too. So I love working with his energy, but yeah. How did you, how did he first come to you and how did you experience him during your near-death experience? Was that the first time he came to you was the near-death experience? You know what? No. So I'm glad you asked because I was just thinking that's not the first time he came to me. So Um, you know, I do believe we have guardian angels, but I think that some of the archangels, we probably, some of us have closer connections with certain ones. So I remember when I was, um, studying pranic energy healing, I got this kind of download from Archangel Michael and, but it was actually from what they said. I say they, I should say, because I'll, I'll, that will be explained right now. So basically I got a download that Archangel Michael has a divine feminine aspect of him called Michaela. And so I got this kind of message from Archangel Michaela that she was, again, this divine feminine expression and how we all, I don't know if they were basically saying that all angels have the the masculine and feminine energies, but I had never heard that before. And I still don't know really many people who talk about that, but I did trust that download. And so Archangel Michael was maybe in my awareness and I, it wasn't until the near-death experience though, that obviously I had met him. I say him, but I, I, I hate to assign a gender, especially getting that message. I do believe that angels in general are embodiments of 
qualities or characteristics. Um, and I think that they take on maybe a human form for that symbolic representation. So we all see Archangel Michael as like this male warrior, you know, maybe having that sword, but that wasn't necessarily how he came to me in my near-death experience. He came to me in an energy, but his energy filled the room. So I'll just go ahead and share the story. So my near-death experience, um, you know, what happened was I'll try to kind of not have it the full story. Um, but basically what happened was I was experiencing a bout of asthma or an episode of asthma that would not get under control. So this was around five years ago. And during this time, I was kind of like in and out of the hospital and on the very high dose of steroids. And I had a breathing machine at home and I truly felt like I was dying. Like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. It kind of felt like what people say COVID feels like when you're like going to go to the hospital and die where like just something is sitting on your chest. So I was in my room one night. I couldn't breathe and I was praying for help and I had already gone to the hospital and kind of like, they're like, oh, this is like everything we can do for you. And I would like go get like breathing treatments and then come home from the hospital. So this was like in the middle of the night and I was gasping for air and I prayed to my grandmother in spirit and she walked in the room in a white hazy form and she came over to my body first. And then when she came over my body in her energetic form and spirit, I felt like she was laying her hands over me. And then I felt the presence of other angelic energies around me. And so it's kind of hard to explain, but there was a lot of things happening at once. So I have to say it in chronological order for us, you know, to all understand this, but at the same time, I felt her energy over me and I felt the presence of what I say, angels. I knew mother Mary was there and I started to feel the whole entire space of my room filled with this one presence that was Archangel Michael. So I knew it was him. It was like a thousand percent knowing it was like the knowing was like if someone walked into your room and they were like, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle. It was like just his presence filled the room. And I remember leaving my body at the same time that all this was happening. And so it was like I was going to, to this tunnel, kind of traveling with my consciousness while I felt his presence fill my aura or fill feel my consciousness, feel my awareness. And also, of course, my grandmother and Mother Mary were there too. But it was Archangel Michael who guided me through the near-death experience and through that kind of traveling in consciousness, which felt like time was stopping. And it felt like I was in between these states where it was like I was out of my body. I knew I was out of my body, but I was in this sense of eternity. Like, I hope this makes sense. So it's just hard to explain, like I said, but he was the one who told me that I was not my thoughts and feelings. He was the one who, like I said, it felt like he ran the show of the of the near-death experience. It felt like he was the one guiding me. 
And so he was taking me through, um, you could say it was a life review, but I think it was a little bit different um, than I didn't go through every experience I I ever lived. More what happened was he was showing me where I was off path and out of alignment. So he was taking me through the divorce that I went through. He was taking me through the way I was operating in my life and how I was leading myself. And he was showing me like the truth and showing me and telling me the, like how I was out of alignment. So for me, it was that I was defining myself based on my circumstances And I was defining myself or labeling myself based on what I was thinking and feeling, which at the time was very negative thoughts. It was a very hard time in my life. And I could see why, you know, he was telling me these things now in hindsight, because I was so stressed out and I was experiencing like financial crisis and things like that. And a lot of stress and a lot of emotions and just a lot of things. And so he told me, you are not defined by your thoughts and feelings. You are not your thoughts and feelings. You are this unlimited potential and possibility at all time. This is your true essence. And so as he spoke the words, I felt that new truth and it became this like new truth. And I felt this burden release, but he was telling me like, you know, that I had all this shame and emotion trapped in my chest. And that I I think that maybe part of why I was experiencing the asthma, or maybe I had that physical ailment my whole life. And maybe it was kind of exasperated because of my emotional state. So he was telling me, you know, with the divorce that I had gone through, I always felt guilty with my children. And he was saying, you need to like release that guilt, release that guilt. And so his messages were transformative. They were infused into me. They weren't just told to me. And he was also the one who guided me to my divine activation where he said, and now we're going to show you what it feels like to be one with your true power, which is your divine essence, which is source consciousness, which is this one part of a whole that you stem from. And I say you, because he's talking, he was talking to me, but the message that he had for me is the message that I am here to share for all. And so I say these words because I want to share with everyone that this, again, this message is not just for me, it's for you. If you are experiencing hardships or stress or an emotional crisis or anything like that, it's not to say that you shouldn't feel your feelings, but it's to also, it's important that we know in this human life that we are not our suffering. And so as he told me these words, again, he said, now we're going to show you what it feels like to feel one with all. He took me to this light and I merged my consciousness with this light and I experienced that bliss and that oneness And while I was in that state, I felt like they washed away just that sense of of what, you know, where we feel a fragment or separate from. And so the way that I understand that was that that was this divine activation. And then after, or I guess I shouldn't say after, because it did feel like everything was happening at once. He told me that this is a divine intervention 
and that he was, they were, he's, he used the word they, because it was the presence of my grandmother, of Mary. I also felt the presence of other beings there. And I also felt the presence of source, right? So I felt like it was, it, it, even though he was maybe the one speaking in telepathic thought transfer, it was not, it was the presence of all those, those beings. And so he said, we are going to come back for three nights. This was your reckoning. The next night is your awakening. And the third night is your rebirth. And so they did come back in a different way, not as like profound where I left my body and all that kind of stuff. But he just basically said, this is a divine intervention and you are a healer and you are meant to, you know, he, he showed me and told me what was my true path. And so it was just that I was a healer and that I was meant to share this message and I was meant to like write books and just different things that he told me that I won't completely uh, get into. The, The beautiful thing too about this was that when I was going back into my body, I didn't just drop into my body. My conscious awareness dropped into each chakra from the top down very slowly. And as that was happening, they explained to me that our conscious, our energy centers, our chakras is where our consciousness is stored in our physical body. And so it kind of felt like a reverse Kundalini awakening. And so that when I reassimilated back into my body, I felt like I was in a complete state of alignment with my true essence. So Archangel Michael has always been special to me. I feel the presence of him sometimes, although I do feel that I've had a lot more communication with other angels in my life. And I think, you know, (laughs) the angel Aurora, I don't know if you remember that time when we met in person and I think I was telling you about that, or then we saw a street sign at the airport and yeah. And so I'm having, I have a lot of visitations now and communication with other angels, Mm -hmm. but he was, he was pretty stellar (laughs) that time. He was amazing. He, I should, I don't want to say he, he, she, because I'm thinking, yes, I believe that there is a Michaela and a Michael, Mm -hmm. but that was my, that was my story. Wow. I love how you remember so much of it. I would be that like that those memories would like leave because it's like, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget that. I love how detailed you remember. Do you, do you feel like you remember every detail or do every detail, every single detail and more than more, it was more real than like anything that Mm -hmm. has ever happened. And it was so ingrained in me, every detail, every, like I can, it's actually really really cool because I can go back to that experience and relive it and almost self-perform an alignment because, you know, so often we get out of path as humans. I have to remind myself a lot like, oh no, Amber, like, okay, you're having a bad day. You're, you're feeling this way, but, but what else is true? Like who else are you? So that you kind of step into the bigger picture of who you are in life. And you can, by me remembering every detail, which must be divinely orchestrated, I can really take myself through that journey over and over. Yeah. It's almost like you can put yourself back into that for the the cleansing. Yeah. It felt like 
it, I, I would say it was an activation and a cleansing at the same time because it was a reemergence with my whole true essence. And so in that state, everything, everything that is wounded within you washes away because you are in a state of wholeness. And so it's almost like releasing blocks, cleansing, and then activating at the same time all at once. I love that. So I was going to say, my question was, did Michael, like, was he telling you all this because he was like letting you know that you weren't like crossing, you are going to go back to earth? Like, was there that? I did did ask. So, okay. So at one point when it, it seemed to be that I was more with my grandmother in spirit, I asked her if I was dying and um, actually she didn't answer me now that I think about that. It was him. I asked again because I knew I was out of my body. And then I was like, oh, but I, I even said, I thought you were here to save me because you guys were breathing for me. I couldn't breathe at all. And so they breathed for me. And then it was like, I was leaving my body. So I'm like, I thought you guys were here to save me. And they said, and I said, but now I'm dying. And they actually said, no, you're going to go back, but we're going, but, but it was like, I had to go through that whole journey of realigning. And I had to go through that whole journey of them showing me where I was off in my path. So I knew I wasn't going to die. I didn't have fear. And even when I asked the question like, oh, I'm dying that question was never framed from a place of fear. It was just like this place of like, oh, wow, like very neutral because there's no pain. It's literally a transition into another dimension and reality. So your consciousness is the same. You're still thinking and you're still talking to yourself. It's like very interesting because without a physical body, what is eternal? Your consciousness. And it's just the only difference is you're not in a physical body anymore. But, um, but yeah, so I knew I wasn't going to die. And they also were very clear that I had a purpose in this life and that I was to go back and share this message, these messages. I love that. I love how you had this like whole experience, but I love how they gave you things that you could take from it and like put into your next, like, how do you proceed after this? Like when you leave the hospital, like what's the next step, right? I love how they kind of gave you direction and we're like, this is what you're meant to do. I love, I love that. It feels very like complete. Yeah. yeah but it, it was like, you know, they said you're a healer, you're, you're meant to share these messages, but it was up to me to kind of figure out the details of that path. So like, I remember after this experience, I knew I was forever changed. I felt like a different person and I started to study energy healing. And so even though now I'm not exclusively an energy healer, I think I had to still utilize my own choices to go down like maybe different pathways to maybe find the Akashic records and to get to where I'm at now, where I feel like I know how I want to share the messages that were sparked from that experience. And I'm sure even now, like I'll, you know, things will change and I'll still be exploring who I am within serving Mm -hmm. this mission. But it was like they told me like clarity, but not like every, every single step. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I have similar rememberings of, of how that worked. 
because they don't want to give you all yeah. the details because they want yeah. you to figure some stuff out yourself. I was just curious of is as as you guys went through the the tunnel and he was explaining things after you got out of your body. Like, did, I wondered if he showed if he appeared to you the same way or like did he take form at all? Okay, so yeah, so actually, this is okay. He took this form and I'm going to try to explain it. Like, okay. I, I don't know if I saw this when I was looking at my body. I, like I had already left my body and I, it was like, I was re- looking at my body right from like above before I went in the tunnel. And I remember seeing, how do I explain this? It was like an energetic silhouette but it wasn't like totally like it wasn't like him, you know, in a physical presence that we would know it to be like, and it wasn't like he had like, you know, like that armor, like, yeah, it wasn't like that, but it was almost like an energetic presence that was more than like when let's say you're channeling spirit and you're like, I feel the presence right here. And I don't maybe see it with my naked eye. It was more than that. So his, he, he was I in the, at this time, like my bedroom was enormous and I had really tall ceilings. And I remember seeing his form in this very interesting way that obviously, as you could tell, I can't explain. It was more than invisible, but it wasn't completely solid. And he was like as tall as my ceilings that were 20 feet. And it was like, he was even bigger than that. He had this, this, a little bit of a form to him then, because I was viewing my body. I was viewing the situation like a a movie from above. And I saw him and he was kind of standing like at the foot of my bed. Right. But then when I was traveling through the tunnel, it was more that I felt the presence and I saw colors and I saw light, but I didn't see the form in the same way as like the the physical 3D world. It was like a lot of light and like all telepathic thought transfer. And then the one kind of really big form that I saw was when they said, you're going to merge with source now that was a ball of light. And that was like the center of the world. That was the center of the universe. So it was within my consciousness when I went into that light that you become one with all and you become the center of the universe and you become the center of the, of maybe awareness. And that is what source is. It is consciousness. That is what God is. That it was the way that I was shown and understood it to be true. I love that. I wonder too, like, I wonder if anybody could get into a meditative state with the intention of connecting to that, like power that you talked about and kind of perform like the same thing that you went through. Like, that's where my mind goes. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that we, we do do that and you can do that. I think what was different was that it was guided by them. So it was really the messages were guided from them. But of course, we can facilitate these types of things, you know, I I believe for sure. But but it was interesting that they called it a divine intervention and a divine orchestration. And I do remember asking my grandmother at some point, 
did you facilitate this grandma? Because it felt very much like I called out to her in spirit and she came and then all this happened. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, I, I think I said like, how is this happening? Like, how is it that you are like helping me? Like, you know, like, cause I called to her and I just thought it was incredible. Like my human mind was still there. And I'm like, this is incredible that like you helped me, you helped save me you know, because they breathed for me because I couldn't breathe. And, and and that was clear. And I felt the energetic breath of spirit move through my chest and my whole chest was opening. And I was, I, I don't think this is like recorded visually, but it was like, I was like going like this and going like that. Like I could see that when I was leaving my body and watching. So she said to me, I am your twin flame. I am your twin soul and we're never, ever apart. Like I am an aspect of you. And so that has also changed my viewpoint of twin flames, where we think that a twin flame has to be a romantic partnership. I don't believe that that's true because obviously she's my grandmother and that, you know, so it, it, we've always been very much alike when she was alive. So, so that there was a lot, there was a lot of stuff. (laughs) So you could tell that happened. I love that. I, and I'm sure you journaled it all. You're like, I, I don't, or it's one of those things where you're like, I, I will never forget it. Right. I, I did actually write it down the next morning. And yet at the same time, I, I, I don't forget, but I love going back and reading it. It's mm-hmm. like, I just love that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. We have about a, just like a minute left, but like, how do you find I guess my question is, how do you, how does Archangel Michael usually come to you now? Like, does he usually come to you with the same feeling that you just know he's there? Or do you see his like light at all or? Different, I would say way different. Um, that was a profound experience. So I don't necessarily feel that he's come back in the same way. In fact, like I said, I I believe that I've had a lot more visitations by other angels like Gabriel and Aurora. Um, and light beings. And so I, I can't say that I've had him specifically coming back and like saying, you know, having another big profound experience. It was almost like he just was the one at that time that was, you know, it was all orchestrated and he, it was like, it was like, he took the job and the role on to lead that, but I haven't seen him in that way or had like big messages from him, but I have with other angelic beings. Mm-hmm. For me, when I'm meditating, I'll see, or even when I'm going, just falling asleep at night, I'll see um, like a flash of blue light when my mm-hmm. eyes are closed. So that's usually how I know he's around, but I know some of the people that I'm mentoring, they, they want to set the intention to connect with the angels. But I think, yeah, everyone has a different experience on the, how angels come to us. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times angels have come to me without having any prompted intention to connect us to a specific angel. But what's really important when people are trying to connect to the angelic realm or to any, you know, spirit or or being is that the intention has to be very much warranted or oriented from a place of like authentic need. So they come and they help us when like we have that cry out from help, which is like for a real reason, which is like truly we need them because they don't like to interfere just kind of, you know, in an everyday occasion. Right. But like when I've been sick in the future after that experience or also under a lot of stress, I will 
ask for help from the universe. And then it it will be that all of a sudden I have an angelic visitation. And so I feel like instead of saying, I want to connect to an angel, maybe say like, well, this is, this is where I'm struggling with help with, with issues or with, you know, this is where I'm struggling and I need help and maybe allow the divine realm to orchestrate who comes through to you. And maybe it's not an angelic being, maybe it's a grandmother, maybe it's a light being, you know? So yeah, that's just been my experience. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. That was a wild, wild story. (laughs) And yeah, I enjoyed every moment of it. And it was my first time hearing it too. So I was like, just just blew me away also. I'm so, I'm very happy to have shared and I hope that um, it has helped inspire anyone listening, like it has, um, like it has helped me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now I'm going to welcome Courtney to the podcast for our third and final story. Thanks for like volunteering for your story for the podcast. Oh yeah, no problem. As, like I said, as soon as I saw your, I think it was, was it on your stories? Yeah, it was on your stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such validation, but yeah, what experiences have you had with Archangel Michael? Um, yeah, so the biggest one was recently, so just last week. I have had Archangel Michael come in readings before um, for other people that I'm reading for, but this is a little bit different. And so, yeah, when I was looking at your story, I'd literally just um, finished telling my husband about my experience with Archangel Michael and then went on and saw you talking about him. And then there was a couple of other people that were talking about him too on Instagram. So it was really interesting. But um, so last week I was doing energy healing sessions for the first time at my workplace. Um, and it was, I did two sessions a day for four days in a row um, with a maximum of 15 people per session. Um, And so the first one that I did, and before I do any sort of spiritual work, I call in my spirit team and angels and loved ones. Like I do all of that. Um, I didn't call him in specifically, um, but I right away, I could feel a very strong presence on the, my right side and like so strong that I looked over a couple of times because I was expecting to see something there because it was just so close and so strong um and so when I felt it I immediately asked oh who is this and I'm I'm really clairvoyant and he popped into my mind's eye right away and so I acknowledged like oh thank you for being here um I didn't really have time to to get to the nitty gritty of why he was there because I was trying to focus on what I was doing in the group. But yeah, he was there for both of those sessions. And then it wasn't until the next morning where I was able to sit in my morning meditation and kind of put the question out there, like, what, what am I being, what are you, what are you doing here? What am I being protected? What are you protect? What are you helping me with? That's when the, the answer came. So hopefully I'll, I'll describe this because sometimes when those answers come as a, as a knowing, it, they don't always translate as well into words, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so I'll try my best. I work in a hospital. 
I've learned that anytime I go into a hospital or any place that has a lot of energy or a lot of people, I pull my energy in really close and protect it with white light just because I am an empath and can take on the emotions of others and whatnot. So I do that every time, but they're showing me that when we do our spiritual work, and I mean, I think everybody that does spiritual work knows that you push your power out to connect, right? And so they're saying like, when we do that, our light is the brightest, like it's almost like we're a beacon of light all of a sudden when we're connecting. And so if you can imagine in a in a hospital, there's so much living energy, but there's also so much spiritual energy too. Like there's so many spirits. I Maybe even there's more spirits than there is living people in a hospital setting <laughs> and not all high vibe. Like there can be like lower density, lower vibrational energies in a hospital. So essentially he was just telling me that he was acting as my energetic bouncer, if you will. So um, because my light was out, it it draws spirit closer, right? It's kind of like a moth to a flame. Um, and so he was just kind of saying like, I'm here to be like, no, 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 you stay back, you stay back while we facilitate the, this healing session. So I thought that was like a really cool reason for him to be there. And I was super grateful because I hadn't really, I knew I was pushing my power out, but I hadn't thought of like who my, what my light might be attracting in, in return. So, and then he also was showing me like, once I get all the people in the room to just fill the room with light um, as an extra sort of energetic barrier protection too. So that is my little Archangel Michael story. That is so cool. It's and like, he was there for all four days. I could feel it right away, like on my right side, right here. So it was super cool. I I I loved it. That's awesome. Now I feel like he's going to be your energetic bouncer for like all of your going <laughs> forward, like even outside the hospital. Thanks. Yeah. For it's no that's problem. so true like, about hospitals because like I find that sometimes even when I go in there. It's like a different vibe and um, it does feel very, very, very dense too. That's why I'm like, I don't like being in the hospital. So I think it's super important to, if you're working there, it's like, you're just constantly protecting yourself. And I, I work from mostly from home now, thankfully. And I know this is probably a whole other topic, but before I worked from home and I knew how to protect my energy, I was feeling sick a lot of the time. So it was probably not a coincidence. But then once I learned how to do that, doing spiritual work in a hospital is a totally different scenario, right? Because you have to push your aura out, push your energy out to do it. Do you feel like he was there? Like, can you feel his energy the entire time? Yes. Yeah. And like it, it wasn't there before I started and it wasn't there after I finished. It was there just during the sessions. It's, I, I don't, I wouldn't say clairsentience is one of my strongest clairs, but that's 
the most powerful clairsentient experience that I have ever had. It was undeniable to me, the the closeness and the mm-hmm. almost like it was like palpable. I don't know how to describe it, but totally. I like the first session, first day, like I was like doing my thing and I kept like looking to my right because I was like, what? <laughs> going You're so close. <laughs> yeah, I would be wondering also the same thing. Like, who is this? Like, I would be like, yeah. is this loved one? But it's interesting. So he came on your right side. Like, is that typically where, like, do you have like a male and a female side when you're doing readings or energy work? So, um, no, but I have, I can feel my spirit guides. It's like a little butterfly kisses on my left eye so that's how I know that they're close um so I could feel that as well (laughs) during the session I was feeling like tingles on my left eye and this presence on my right um but when I've seen angels before in other readings it's never been on the right side I usually see a lot of light and it feels like it's coming from behind um but this was just very much very close stand. Like it was like, he was just standing right next to me. I don't know. I don't know why the right side, but that's where it was. Yeah. And did you, I'm assuming that you felt like an overwhelming, like presence, like calmness, like safety. Like, I love, I love how he comes through and I just feel so safe all of a sudden. Like, thank you. yeah. Yeah. I almost, it made me feel emotional at times. Like, Anytime I was like <laughs> looking over, I was like tearing up a little bit. Like it made me feel, yeah, just supported and held and safe and loved. And yeah, even I though I'm- I was the first session for stay, I was like, but why, what do I like? Why are you so close? It's, why do I need that much protection? What's happening? Um, yeah. But then when I got the answer the next morning, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice for people to know, too, that people that are listening where they're like, they might like forget to call in him for protection or they might not even think of it. So it's nice to know that it's like he's not only there if you call him in. It's like he knows when to step in when he needs to. So yeah. it's nice. I feel like we're always protected, whether we intentionally ask for the protection or not. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he just shows up where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming mm-hmm. on. I love that story. And um, yeah, it's nice to hear everyone's different experiences. And yeah, I love Archangel Michael. He's so protective. It's like, thank you. Like, yeah, he is like a bodyguard. I feel like you know, just like yeah, I can see him crossing his arms. Like, nope, no one's getting through. Got my sword. I know. It was yeah, so cool. Like an energetic bouncer. It's like perfect. And I don't know. Do you see him as light or because? It just looks like a gladiator to me when he shows up. I'm just like, is he? just like so strong and like mm. protected. I don't know. He just looks like a gladiator. Yeah, like all armored up. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't see him like that. I see him as like blue light. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he comes through a lot. But yeah. Does he? Yeah. Actually, I listened to your podcast. Were you talking about him this morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's oh. cool that he comes around all the time for you. Well, thanks hey. for having me. Happy to share. Okay. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.